Talks with Liz Bailey. Our access to audio programmes are sponsored by Impact Funding Partners, the RS Macdonald Charitable Trust and the Souter Charitable Trust. To find out more about how to access our services, visit qunreview.com or email aaatl at qunreview.com. This programme was produced and presented by our Access to Audio Ambassador team leader, Liz Bailey, and edited by our Recruitment Training Officer, Alistair McPhee. Well, hello everybody and welcome to this week's edition of Q Talks with Liz Bailey. Well, obviously I'm not Liz Bailey. Uh, Liz is actually having to take a wee period off uh, for a few weeks. So instead you're getting my good self, Alistair McPhee, the Recruitment Training Officer. So today I'm joined by Alison Cairns and Gillian McDonald. Good day, ladies. Hi. Hello. How are you both today? Oh, I think we're doing fine across in the, the West. Yep, very well. <laughs> Excellent. So where, where are you at the moment? Is it Paisley you're in? or We are in Paisley, so we are in the Hot Keg Centre. Um, we thought it would be easier coming together and, and doing the interview with you rather than trying to coordinate separately. So uh, Gillian and Alison, basically, first of all, can you tell us something about the Scottish War Blinded Services? Yeah, I'll, um, Scottish War Blinded, we're a national charity and we give free support to veterans in Scotland who are living with sight loss. Um, we support um, veterans who've lost their sight as a consequence of service, but actually more often than not, we support veterans who've lost their sight a long time after service. And that's usually because of a, an eye condition, very often an age-related eye condition, um, the most common being macular degeneration, but glaucoma also features as well. So we, so, so, so the sight loss is an important part of, of, of what we support. That we support veterans um, of the UK Armed Forces, and, and what that means is we support regulars, we support reservists such as the TA, and we support those that served in national service. Um, very broadly, we give free services and support to, to, to our members to help support and empower them to live independent lives. Fantastic. And I mean, when, were, when was Scottish War Blinded founded? Oh, that would be about 115 years ago. Um, very historical organisation. We were set up in the back of World War One when many of the veterans were returning home with a sight loss, having been exposed to kind of chemical uh, gases. So that was the start of the organisation. Clearly, that's a long time ago now, and whilst we still support veterans with a sight loss, a significant part of what we do is they don't need to have that sight loss doesn't need to be a cause of, of their time in service. And see, much more often than not, it's it, it, it's veterans who've experienced sight loss in later life as a consequence of an eye-related health condition. Amazing. Well, of course, today we're actually recording this interview on the 80th anniversary of the Battle of Britain. Today, I don't, are, are you doing anything special uh, today? Is there anything happening in the centres? I think, unfortunately, due to the restrictions, we've been kind yeah. of very, you know, we've been very contained in what we can do. Ordinarily, we would we would support and uh, you know all these events, but because of current restrictions, it's just really very difficult for us. We've had a number of very significant events, as you'll know, yeah. Um, yeah. over the past six months. But but we've tried to kind of you know, bring attention to them in social media or through our kind of newsletters, but really to, to bring together members at this time to, to kind of acknowledge these events has just been, it's just not been possible for it's us. Well, it is a shame for, for uh, I must admit, one of our um, old timers, shall we say, at Cune Review. I, I'm one of the old timers now, um, but we've been going 39 years next month. And uh, one of our older volunteers was ex-army. 
and uh, he was a staunch supporter of Erskine. And uh, he, he, his father and his grandfather all served. And uh, although he himself didn't have a visual impairment, he was always telling us about his war stories and you know uh, I you can yes I, I see the smile <laughs> I, I think you know what I'm getting at <laughs> he basically would sit in his comfy chair in the middle of the office and recant his stories uh, and I must admit it was something I was always fascinated by and uh, I think I don't know if you're aware but my own father um, he was the, the second engineer who rebuilt the power station in the Falklands uh, immediately after the conflict. So again, you know, the whole, I'm well aware, I, I suspect I'm aware that, um, you know, it's not just First Second War, it is the Falklands conflict, it is Northern Ireland, etc. that you're dealing with. Yep, a, a wide range of experiences throughout, throughout our whole membership, depending on what service they they, they were part of um, and obviously where they were based as well so and with regards to well, we've got veterans who served for, for their whole career in the services but equally we've got members that, that were, were just um, you know in the services to complete their national um, service so Fantastic. a wide range of experience and, and length of, of service as well. Fantastic. Well, again, um, you do fantastic work across Scotland as a whole, and we'll talk about that as well. But I know that you do amazing work down at the Hawkhead Centre in Paisley, where you, are, you said you are today, and also at the Lindburn Centre at, in West Lothian. Can you tell us a bit more about that, please? Yeah, so we're, we're very, very fortunate in Scottish War Blinded that our outreach service provide a Scotland-wide service, but we've got our two activity hubs. Um, I'm the centre manager here at the Hawkhead Centre, um, so probably biased, um, but the, the Lindburn Centre and West Lothian are, are, are incredible as well. We, um, Under normal circumstances, obviously pre-COVID pre as such and pre-lockdown, we we had a, a, a number of members, um, sometimes up to 40, 50 members a day coming along and being able to take part in a, a wide range of activities or outings or trips provided um, by Scottish War Blinded. So at, at the centre, we've got specific activity rooms geared towards uh, woodwork, art, IT, the gym. Um, we've also got a, a lovely big sports hall where you can do archery, acoustic shooting, so, and then that's only to name a few, a huge range of activities, but we also encourage, obviously, a lot of outings and trips. So, I think the past couple of years we've, we've had um, sailing down at Clyde Muir Shield. We do a lot of military-themed outings, um, but also just general-type social outings as well, down to, to, to local sort of museums and things like that. So, a huge range of activities on offer, but... Um, it's all working towards trying to maintain people's independence or encourage a bit more independence. But I think the, the huge benefit from the centres is the social aspect as well of bringing all these members together that have got such shared experience through either their service or their sight loss um, and just giving them that sense of camaraderie again and peer support. Um, so, so yeah, it, it's an absolute privilege to be part of of what happens in the centre on a daily basis. And as you said, you know, such interesting stories from all our members. 
I must admit, I'm fascinated. I mean, years ago when Kieran Review first set up back in, when it was 82, uh, and we started going to schools for the blind, and it was um, playing football with a bell inside and these sorts of things. But I have never heard of acoustic shooting before. Yep. How the heck do you do, is it, I mean, I'm old enough to remember uh, Huey Green doing the golden shot. Is it a case <laughs> of left about, right about fire? How, how does it work? No, the acoustic shooting and the archery are, are, are amazing. They're fascinating to watch and the members are, are actually really, really skilled at it now. Um, with the archery, um, you know, we've had competitions with not only between Scottish war-blinded members, but our local police, for example, when Paisley came along and took part mm -hmm. in a competition. And I will say the members won very comprehensively. Um, excellent, excellent. But with regards to the shooting as well, um, it's it's all done through sensors nowadays. It's all very technical. So you'll have your, your air rifle and a sensor on the, the target and, and it's all done through through hearing. So the sensor will, will make different sounds depending on where you are in the target. Um, and then it's up to you to try and concentrate and listen. It's really, really difficult. It's very difficult, but the members, they practice a lot and are, are really, really skilled yeah, at it now, but hugely now enjoyable. Got, I've got to ask, have you guys done it yourself? Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, Lindburn, Lindburn have, have been able to offer their acoustic shooting for quite a while now. Um, uh -huh. Hawkhead have had archery from not long after we opened. Um, so Hawkhead had only opened about three years now. Um, but we just received delivery of our, our air rifles for the shooting the week that we went into lockdown. So... The members haven't had a, a, a real go at the shooting here at Hawkhead yet, so they'll be desperate to, to get back to, to it go. once we're allowed to reopen. Fantastic. Can, can you tell us about your own roles within um, the Scottish War, War Blinded organisation, Gillian and Alison? Yeah, well, I, I'm, um, I'm the practice lead for the outreach team. I share that role with Jenny Liddell, my colleague in the north. Um, and so we, we cover... 18 members of staff across all the local authorities in Scotland, which again, we're very proud about um, yeah. to be able to say as a charity sport that, you know, the, the whole country, which we do. So the out, in terms of my role, I manage the outreach service with Jenny. Um, we, we are the first point of contact when a veteran with sight loss is referred into us. So we'll go out, we'll do a home visit. And at that point, we can do a number of things. We can provide good advice. Um, in terms of helping them to kind of adapt to sight loss and kind of cope with kind of living with their sight loss. We can provide equipment, which is very significant and very important to our members. And that equipment, again, helps them with kind of daily living. That equipment could be, it could be good lighting, it could be talking clocks and watches, it could be cooking aids in the kitchen, right through to synaptic tablets and phones to allow our members to keep in contact with, with each other, with friends and with family. So that's it's a very big part of what we do is equipment provision. We also work very closely um, with our partner organisations. Um, sadly, sight loss and old age doesn't come alone. So we work very closely um, with other organisations and we'll signpost on accordingly if, you know, if, if, if a member is requiring kind of more specific support than we can kind of provide. Um, and then the other big feature um, um, the outreach staff cover, and unfortunately we can't do it just now, and that's bringing people together um, in social settings. We, we Pre-COVID, we had lunch groups, we had individual and group outings. Mm -hmm. 
bringing members together because a huge part of our members' experience can be loneliness and isolation. Um, yeah. Old age can be a barrier to getting out and about and laying on top of that sight loss, it can make it very challenging, absolutely not impossible, and we support our members to get out and about as much as possible. But as centre and as outreach teams, we, we very much encourage that. Um, I should also say that, that there's another part of our service is the rehab team. We've got seven professionally trained and qualified rehab officers, which is extraordinary uh, in this day and age to have such a kind of a, a, a kind of a, a qualified workforce. And the rehab officers go in after the outreach workers, and they can provide a more specialist kind of um, a low vision assessment, and they can go on to provide more specialist equipment, and they can offer mobility and orientation training as well as some ind independent living skills training as well. So between outreach, rehab and centre, I think we, we provide a very kind of comprehensive Amazing. service. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, go, go for it, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm just going to say I agree absolutely with what Alison was saying there, I think um, one of the, the real um, benefits of, of Scottish War Blinded as a service is that you really do get the full holistic view of, of our, our service users and our members, you know, from, from outreach, doing an assessment and possibly referring into a centre. So um, it's any member that is a member of Scottish War Blinded can, can come along and, and use our centre. And, from that assessment to, to the support that they can receive from rehab, from outreach with regards to the, their home living situation, um, to then be able to come to the centre and really experience the full social aspect of um, peer support and meeting new people, but also the, the benefit of being in an environment where you can try and, and work on skills that you already have or relearn skills or or just learn something totally new and something that possibly you never ever imagined that you would be able to try um, due to, to losing your sight. Um, you know, we've got so many members that come along to the centre that exactly as you said, Alistair, that say archery and yeah, shooting exactly. and yeah, I can yeah. do that, but um, yeah. they surprise themselves by, and it's just the, the absolute drive to try new things and learn new experiences is, is just worth worth coming along to the centre to see alone Fantastic. and to witness. Um, so the full holistic approach from Scottish War Blinded is, is a really huge benefit to, to the members because you're getting the, the social support and the home support and the specialised rehab support. Well, we're enjoying this conversation so much today that uh, I must admit we're now going to say that's the end of part one. And if you want to come back to Alison, Gillian and myself in part two, and we'll hear more about the fantastic work that the Scottish War Blinded Service is doing. Q Talks with Liz Bailey. Our access to audio programmes are sponsored by Impact Funding Partners, the RS Macdonald Charitable Trust and the Souter Charitable Trust.